Matthew chapter 3, if you have your Bibles. What a great crowd we have this morning. I um, was so concerned as the weather um, was, began turning last night, and I was so concerned with what our crowd would be like today, but we have a remarkably outstanding crowd. Thank you for your faithfulness to the house of the Lord. This is important. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Matthew chapter 3, and I'm going to read verse 11. We'll see what the Lord has in store for us. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want to preach for a little bit today on rekindle the fire. Rekindle the fire. Lord Jesus, help us this morning to speak what you have laid upon our heart, O oh Lord, and help me to preach with the passion and the clarity, Lord, in which you have spoken into my spirit. I pray today for every heart, every life, every mind this morning, Lord, to be open to receive your word. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. A few days ago, I noticed that we have a new problem in our home. Everything is breaking. I guess we're kind of at that point. A couple Sundays ago, I got up and got dressed for church, and after getting my shower and going downstairs, I thought the roof was leaking, but instead it was the shower was leaking through the ceiling and into the kitchen. One problem after another has plagued our home. One such problem we found in the fireplace. I looked over and I thought someone had gotten into the fireplace and had maybe poked around on a gas log. It just didn't make sense to me. It was all broken down, and so after further investigation, I realized that our metal grating that held up all of our fake logs had rotted into and had collapsed. So I have to replace now my gas log. And so I'm looking at what I have to do to replace this thing, and I'm, I'm looking because, see, I, I have to tell you the truth. I really like a real fireplace. How many of you like a real fireplace? Well, uh, there you go. Look at all the hands. Love a real fireplace. And we have a gas log in our home. And I put the gas log in because I discovered after living there for a short, short period of time that it's much easier to have a gas log. Uh, I don't have to cut wood and split wood. And above all, I don't have to go out into the cold to bring wood in. And when I'm sitting in the easy chair, I don't have to get up and rekindle the fire. It's just so easy to turn the fireplace on and strike the match. And the new fireplace, of course, is remote controlled. It's even going to be better. And I got to thinking about 
whether I really wanted to go to the extent of replacing this thing and putting the new gas log in or whether I wanted to put a wood fireplace in because there's so many benefits of the wood fireplace. And then I started thinking about the mess and the work and how much easier that that gas log is. And I thought, but easier is not always better. Because there is therapy in the aroma and the flicker of, an, of a real fire. The crackling and the smell of the wood burning on a cold Indiana morning. I'm not sure that I can prove this, but I believe that the heat is different from a real fireplace. It just fills it to me. Now, I have to tell you that some of the things that I have discovered about in my evaluation of whether I wanted to put in a new fireplace uh, or in a, in a new gas log or I wanted to go back to a traditional fireplace, uh, some of these things began to roll in my mind as I began to give consideration. And in doing so, I reached the point of realizing that the fire of God is much, much similar. Sometime we try to find new ways of doing things instead of rekindling the real fire. God always used fire. There was a fire burning at the entrance of the garden in the beginning. The angel of the Lord carried a flaming fire when he drove Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. There was fire at the burning bush. There was fire at the brazen altar of the tabernacle. There was fire at Abraham's altar. There was fire on Mount Carmel. There was fire. There was a pillar of fire that led the children of Israel through the darkness of the wilderness. The Hebrew, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were tried by fire. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by fire. The cloven tongues fell on the day of Pentecost, and they fell like as a fire. And Jesus said in his word that he came to fill us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The John the Baptist said in Matthew chapter 3, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say fire. We need to rekindle the fire. I came this morning to remind us that when God filled us with the baptism of His Spirit, that He filled us with the fire. He not only just gave you something to make you, to, to, to save you, He not only just filled you with the Holy Ghost to save you or so that you could speak in tongues once in a while, but He came to put something that burns down in your spirit and causes something within you to, to, to work deeper than anything has ever worked before. But I fear that what happens if we're not careful is much like the flame that is burned throughout the evening. We'll, we'll go down through the night and before long we are Rise the next morning and in the business of life. 
And in the ease of life, we fail to go by and to rekindle the fire, to get out the prod and to, to poke the fire and to throw a, a, another piece of wood on that fire and get that fire burning again. I come this morning to tell us that this would be a good time for us to rekindle the old flame that God had began in our life when we were born again. Wouldn't it be awesome if in the next few weeks of, of, of our lives that God would take every one of us back to the point of our beginning? If he would take us back and we would be set on fire the way we were when we first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when we were first filled with his spirit, think about the passion that burned within us. Think about the, 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 uh, the, the, the awesome uh, uh, courage that we had and, and the initiative and the zeal that we felt in our spirit. I would to God that he would feel some of us all over again, that we would burn all over again with the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take for that to happen. It's not going to just happen automatically. The fire can be rekindled somewhat. Uh, I've been out around a campsite a few times in my life and the wind begins to blow and I've seen the wind as it would blow uh, fresh air into that fire and it would kind of rekindle the fire and it would burn a little bit. But if you don't really get in and move the ashes around and put some fresh wood on the fire, the fire is only going to just flare up for a few minutes and go out. It's kind of what happens. You see, we get in a revival service and there's a little flicker that comes up the wind of the Holy Ghost begins to blow and, 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 and our fire begins to burn for a few minutes but as soon as the wind stops it seems to just go right back down to normal I wish I, I, wish I could just uh, somehow get across to you what I feel in my spirit this morning but some of us need to allow God to deal with us to the point that we say alright I'm going to get up from the easy chair and I'm going to go out and I'm I'm going to get some fresh wood and I'm going to bring some fresh wood and put it on the fire so that the fire can begin to burn with a new fuel of passion and compassion and prayer and worship and we begin to put some things on the old fire that it would be rekindled in our lives. There, there's nothing more pathetic than a cold drowsy, dreary church service. I don't think there's anything worse than talking to somebody who has once had the fire of the Holy Ghost burning in their life and, and, and that fire dwindles in their life and everything every conversation they have is they want to talk about the way it used to be they want to talk about the way it was. They want to talk about the way that, you know, way back when and the way it was back then. And, and, and they talk about the way the early church was. And they, they want to talk about the way it was when they were a kid. And they want to talk about the way grandma and grandpa did it. And mom and, but, but today, everything's bad. And they want to be negative about everything. And they can find fault with everything. It is a clear sign, ladies and gentlemen, that somebody don't have a fire burning in their spirit. 
I'm preaching to us this morning. I know it's Sunday morning, and I know you got out in the cold and you're brave to come here, but I just I don't want you just to come and leave and say, well, I went to church, but I want to prod something in you this morning that will cause you to say, hey, i got to get up from where I am, and I've got to start allowing the fire to be rekindled in my spirit. Remember the passion that you used to serve the Lord with. Remember, the, remember the, how that you were so filled with zeal and, and, and compassion that you wanted to do anything you could to reach the lost. You, you just couldn't wait till you got in a church service so that you could clap your hands and sing and worship. But now you can sit through a service without being stirred and without being moved. And when the Holy Ghost is going on, you're sitting around judging if it's real or if it's not. And, 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 you, and you, you, we spend more time talking than we do in communication and connection with God. I, I come this morning to tell you it's time to rekindle the fire of the Holy Ghost that he placed in our life. I'm not saying you're living in sin. I'm not saying, but I am saying that the fire's about to go out and you better rekindle the fire this morning. You better rekindle the fire and allow God to burn fresh and new in your spirit. I want God to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. It's time to rekindle the fire. When a church loses its burning passion for the things of God, it could easily cease being an organism and become merely an organization. We stop being a church and start being a business. A church without fire, a church without the fire of the Spirit will lack the spiritual strength to travail in the Spirit and bring forth children. It will rely more on tools and talent than it will a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost. Our church must be organized and prepared for the revival that is coming to us. But we cannot orchestrate revival. Revival is a birthing. We are not in control of the timing or the rhythm. It's a natural function that will come when the body is ready. I'm trying to preach to Christian Life Church this morning that God is moving us as a church into a season and He is giving us an opportunity to rekindle the fire that it can burn fresh and new in our life. I don't have to come around and call people out this morning. I don't have to have a service where the Lord reveals your telephone number and social security number. I don't have to come give you your mailing address. You already know all those things. And I don't have to come tap you on the shoulder this morning and say, hey, you need to let the Holy Ghost burn in your life again because you already know who you are. We already know every one of us could use some fresh wood on the fire. 
Come on now. Don't, don't back up on me now. We all could use some fresh wood put on the fire. We all could use a little, a little turning of the coals that it would begin to, to rekindle. And we all could use some rekindling. And I believe God is calling the church to just that very point. That's the very purpose of our prayer and our fasting. In this season of the church, God is calling us to a season of rekindling the fire of the Holy Ghost to burn within us. When by the time we get to the awakening, this is what I've understood and, and I have seen. I didn't know when we first started this that it was going to turn out like this but it, it seems like every year that as we become more and more accustomed to fasting and prayer and more used to the process and more people that are involved with what we are doing. It seems like that every year we just go deeper in God and we go to higher heights and deeper depths and it just and it seems to happen more uh, and more readily and more easily than it does the year before. It's because we are learning to sacrifice and to, to, to be obedient to the will of God and the call of God. But we are called into this season, ladies and gentlemen, as a body and as a church. And what I am seeing is that as we approach the awakening that the real work is already done the real the real um, the, the real work has already started it's through the crucifying of the flesh and the cutting away of the flesh you see there is a point in every fire that the old ashes have to be pushed aside and have to be removed to give room for there to be the breath of wind that can blow in and through the fire or the old ashes if they're not removed will eventually choke out the fire but we have to remove them and allow fresh kindling to be put on the fire and fresh wood to be put on the fire so that it can burn again. Can I speak to you spiritually this morning that there is a time, this is, this is the season through prayer and fasting that God is purifying us and cleaning out some old parts of our life and getting rid of some old habits and some old things that we're struggling with and God is moving them aside and and he's calling the church to a season of prayer. And he's calling the church to a point where we can seek his will and seek his face and, and prepare ourselves for God to do awesome things among us. But it will only happen when we allow God to cut things away from us and remove things, you see. That's why we call for the church to be involved in this season of prayer and fasting. Because if all we do is ask for everybody else to do the praying and fasting for us, well, that sounds pretty good. But the problem is, is while their fire will burn bright, ours will be choked. It'll be choked out by the flesh. It'll be choked out by the cares of this life. It'll be choked out by our hobbies and our habits and the things we get caught up in. And so this season of pulling away and this season of, 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 of putting some things down and just, just setting some things aside. I have to tell you, this week has been refreshing somewhat for me just to begin to cut these things away and out of my life to, to walk away from them. Somebody says, well, I, I don't fast very well. Well, find something to fast. Everybody ought to find time to fast social media. Everybody ought to find time to, to fast social media because there's too many social media false prophets and false teachers and there's more that drags us down than lifts us up and there's a point that some of us may need to be off permanently 
But I'm telling you, there is a refreshing that comes when we begin to throw social media out of our life. When we begin to cut television out of our life. When we begin to cut Hollywood out of our life. We begin to cut all the worldly things and amusements and all that. And we begin to just focus on the Lord and focus on our family and finding time to be able to sit down and communicate with, with, with one another. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, days and nights are getting mixed up. Yesterday, I think it was, some of the young men came over to the house and my boys, some of my boys were there and we sat in the room and we just talked about the things of God and talked about ministry and talked about the work of God. I got to tell you, it was refreshing to sit down and not be talking about uh, all of the, the things of the world. To find young men that's more interested in the things of God than they are who the, the latest sports figure the latest star in Hollywood, but instead they're wanting to talk about the things of God and what's going to bring revival and what's going to bring the, the, the harvest that God's wanting to, to give the church. I'm going to tell you what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. There's some old things being cut out of our life. And when we cut those old things out of our life, God, it allows room for a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost to blow through our lives. And when we put on that some, some fuel that will begin to burn, God will begin to rekindle some things in our lives that will burn fresh and new and you can be used in ways you never thought you could be used when the fire is rekindled in our life it will come through prayer and fasting it's somebody said well how's the how is this end time revival going to come it's going to come the same way that the early church revival came it'll come through prayer and fasting it's time to seek God. If we're not on board, it's time to get on board. The scripture declares that there will be an obvious reward that comes through prayer and fasting. Listen, I didn't write this. This is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 17. I'm just going to be the reader. All right, are you ready? But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe what is done in secret, God is going to reward us openly when people say, wow, I don't understand what's going on down at that church. Well, come on down and get part and let the fire be rekindled in your spirit and you're going to understand what God is doing. Here's why I believe so much in the power of prayer and time with the Lord. Moses was alone with God when he received the Ten Commandments. Elijah was alone with the Lord when he miraculously was fed by an angel and he went on the strength of that meat for 40 days. Elder G.T. Haywood, an apostolic pastor in the early 1900s, was looking for direction from the Lord when he locked himself in an Indianapolis office for several days of prayer and fasting. And he came out of his office with a song singing, I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. You need a fresh touch in your life. I'll tell you how the fresh touch is going to come. It's going to come through prayer and it's going to come through fasting and it's going to come through the Word of God. We've got to submit ourselves to prayer, fasting, and the Word of God. 
at your neighbor and tell them, rekindle the fire. When the fire is rekindled, the church will magnify the preaching of the word. Paul said in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. The preaching of the word of God is to save them which is lost. And the preaching of the word, ladies and gentlemen, is where we get our strength. It's where we get our help. It's where we get our direction. Somebody said, I need a word from the Lord, and they stay home all day. You're not looking for a word from the Lord when you stay home. You're going to get a word from the Lord when it's preached by the man of God. Whether it's me or someone else, God's word is where we're going to receive a word from the Lord. Let me just take a moment. I love what our technical team is doing with the podcast. How many of you have been listening to the podcast? Hands all around the room. I love what they are doing with the podcast. I've had so many compliments and things that are coming back. People that are talking about what's going on with the podcast. Our services are available online, free of charge, 24-7. Anytime you need to hear something, just get on. You can find uh, messages from a year ago and, and maybe further. I saw some the other day that were on from last year at the Awakening. Almost every service that is put available online, just at the click of a mouse, you can get on and be able to listen. I hear reports from people. I got a phone call, uh, out-of-state phone calls from people that are saying, listen, I listened to a message. I heard this. I listened to this preacher and it, that, that preached at your church, and I heard it on your podcast, and, and what a blessing it was. I, I appreciate what they're doing. I want to tell you something. When a church catches on fire, they will magnify the preaching of the Word of God. The preaching of the Word of God isn't just to fill a little slot in a service between music sets. The preaching of the Word of God is what is going to save us. The preaching of the Word of God ought to be what ignites us. If we get excited over anything, we ought to get excited over the preaching of the Word of God. If we respond to anything, we ought to respond to the preaching of the Word of God. A church on fire is going to magnify the preaching of the Word of God. When an individual is on fire... They will magnify, they will always respond to the preaching of the Word of God. When one is unaffected and bored with preaching and they're just waiting for the preacher to quit, is a telltale sign they need to rekindle the fire. We shouldn't be comfortable when we attend church service and sit unmoved and unstirred by the preaching of God's Word. I know we're limited in space here. I know it's difficult here when we come forward. It's, it's difficult. We're all crammed in here. We're working on it. We're going to get a bigger building before long. And I know it's difficult, but don't let the crowd cause you to sit back. Sometimes your blessings, sometimes all that needs to happen is somebody needs to say, you know what, I'm going to press through the crowd. Like the lady with the issue of blood said, I'll press through the crowd. I'll press beyond people talking about me to touch the hem of his garment. You know what I wish? I wish every service there was a mad rush to see who could get up here in the front. Last Sunday night we were so crowded we brought people up on the platform. But wow, what a move of the Holy Ghost we had when the majority of the church got involved. It's time to rekindle the fire. When the fire is rekindled in our life, it will be recognizable by our worship. 
Oh, somebody shout amen. Somebody that's burning with the fire of the Holy Ghost will not be satisfied with a powerless service. If the environment is not here, they'll create the environment. If the worship is not here, they'll worship until something happens. They will not be satisfied with status quo. They will say, you know what? I'm going to be the one that makes the difference. And they will worship when nobody else is worshiping. They will praise when nobody else is praising. Come on, we need some folks that are set on fire. That it's not pulling teeth on Wednesday night or on Sunday morning. But we walk in the door of this building and say, I'm ready to God. I'm ready to let it burn inside me. Come on, I'm going to tell you. Let me, let me tell you what I told somebody this week. Somebody said, well, I don't really understand what's going on. And, you know, I, they were talking about churches in the area. And I said, I'm not against other churches. I'm not against it at all. I was kind of laying out a, a, a plan of evangelism and talking about the things that we're, we're going to be doing here. And I was talking about going into this neighborhood and into that neighborhood and into that this city and this burg and this village and this community. As I preached to you last Sunday night and I was talking about some of those things, they said, well, Aren't there churches in those areas? And I said, absolutely. As a matter of fact, there's other apostolic churches right here in town. And there's other apostolic churches around this area. I'm not opposed to them. I'm for them. I want to see them grow. I want to see great things happen. But I looked at them and I said, there's one thing that you got to understand. There was one old timer that said it like this when they said, what is your, what is, uh, what is the basis of your success? He said, I set myself on fire and people come and watch me burn. Well, I came today to tell you something. That Christian Life Church is going to be set on fire. And I believe when we are set on fire that people are going to come just to watch us burn, baby. And when we burn, it's going to be a revival fire that is going to affect everybody else. I'm not responsible for what their fire may be. The church across town, the Baptist church, the Presbyterian church, they can burn with whatever kind of fire they want to. But I'm going to have the hottest fire of revival burning in my life. And by the help of the Lord, in this church that we can possibly have burn until people say I got to go down there and see what it's all about. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I'm not in competition with any church anywhere around us, be it at another denomination or the same denomination. But I am telling you this much, you better step up your fire because we're going to burn with the fire of the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray over it tonight. We'll talk about it tonight. Some of you know her. Susan Palmer works in the city office here. She's, we've been working very closely with her, Brother Newcomer and I, with the building inspector's office. We've been in and out of there. I've talked with her many, many times. Susan contacted the church this week. Normally we're contacting her. She contacted Sister Cheryl this week. And she said, I have been diagnosed with cancer. And I'm calling the church and I'm asking for prayer. <laughs> While I'm saddened by the news of her having cancer. There was something in me that said, you go ahead, Jesus. You see, you can't have the miracle of cancer being healed unless somebody gets cancer. 
And maybe it's just an opportunity for God to, to, to perform a miracle in her life that it speaks not only to her but to everybody in this city and community and everybody that works around her. We're going to go to prayer for it tonight. It's going to happen in the service tonight. We're going to anoint a cloth for her tonight. We're going to pray for her tonight in the service tonight. But I'm telling you something, ladies and gentlemen, there is a fire burning where when people get sick, they start calling, saying, hey, I need prayer. My family's got a problem. Would you pray? Is there anything the church, yeah, i tell you what we can do. We'll throw another log on the fire. We'll prod a little more. We'll fast a little more. We'll pray a little more because we are going to be set on fire until the whole world wants to know what's going on down there. I got to hurry. When the church is on fire, it will do great exploits. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 said the people, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Tell your neighbor, rekindle the fire. There's great things going to come out of the church this year. We're going to do great exploits in the name of the Lord. Those who say we can't just need to get a little closer to the fire. Something I learned about wet wood set it real close to the fire. Before long, it'll dry out. It'll get ready to burn before long. You know what I'm praying for? I'm praying for every cold, every backslidden, every indifferent person. Some I'm going to go after personally and some I pray that you go after personally. But I'm praying that every person that is connected with this church that may be cold and indifferent and they want to throw a wet blanket on the fire that God is burning in the church. I come today to tell you I'm believing in the next few weeks that God is going to open the floodgates of heaven. It's already started. I said it's all, there's things happening that I haven't even had the opportunity to tell you about where backsliders are already starting to call and say, hey, the Lord is speaking to me. Hey, God is talking to me. Hey, God, yeah, that's the Lord. Come on back to the house of the Lord. You know why? Because there's some people that already have a fire burning. I come walking in the door at 9 o'clock at night and I find young men in here as they are praying and worshiping and calling on the name of the Lord. I come in in the afternoon and find young ladies in the house of the Lord that are praying and calling on the name of the Lord. I pull up and see cars in the driveway in the middle of the afternoon or in a lunch hour when people just stop in just to talk to the Lord. I'm telling you there's a revival going to break out because the fire is being rekindled. The church is going to do great exploits. God is going to work among us. It's in this environment that healings remain standing. It's in this environment that healings and miracles and the gifts of the Spirit are going to operate. It's in this environment that God is going to do the miraculous. I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling tonight. We've been preaching a lot. We've been doing a lot. But tonight I'm feeling like tonight is a night of demonstration. I feel it in my spirit. The Lord had laid a message on my heart. I told Sister Cheryl at Holiday Youth Convention, get ready. I'm going to preach that message tonight. I told her this week, put it off. I'm going to preach that message next week. I feel it's demonstration time tonight.
God is going to do great exploits in the house tonight. There's going to be miracle signs and wonders that are going to happen in the house tonight. Don't come with your eyes all peeled back looking, saying, what's going to happen? We're going to come in from the very beginning of this service, and God's going to take over in this service tonight. And there's going to be miracles that are going to happen. People are going to get healed. There's going to be an opportunity for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's going to happen tonight in the house of the Lord. We've been praying and believing God for it. Listen, we're set on fire. And if you're not on fire, let's get on fire this afternoon. Let's get on fire right now. Declare right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Christ. I've got to have things in my life. I'm putting some things aside. I'm committing to rekindling the fire in my life right now. I'm closing with this. We miss the power of the written word of God sometimes. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye I want you to look at your neighbor now. I know you get uncomfortable when I have you do this. But I want you to do this for me. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, that's you. But ye, come on, tell them that's you. Look at two or three people around you and tell them that's you and me. That's you and me, ye. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Oh, child of God, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have a power in you. All you need to do is rekindle it. You need to let the fire burn in you. There's going to be a fire of the Holy Ghost tonight that you're going to be speaking things and God's going to be performing and dispatching angels to go and do a work tonight. It's going to happen in the house tonight. It's going to happen. It could happen right now where you are. You don't even have to wait for tonight. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands where you are. Receive it right now in the name of the Lord. God, pour it out upon them. Whatever they need right now, whatever they reach and ask for. In the name of Jesus. 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 Now, if you don't know the Lord in the power of the Holy Ghost, if you've never been born again, I want to give you an opportunity this morning. You need to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need to become associated with this fire that I'm preaching about this morning. God will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire this morning right where we are. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we have water and we can baptize you this morning. If you've never repented of your sins, we've got altar workers that will come and work with you and pray with you this morning and help you to learn to repent and pour yourself out to the Lord. Here's your opportunity. Come on right now. Let's respond to what God is wanting to do in the house. Here's your opportunity this morning. If you don't know Him, here's an opportunity to know Him. My first appeal today is for one that may not know him and the power of the Holy Ghost. You've never spoken in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. You need to step out from where you are because you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. My second appeal this morning is to any person in the building that it's been a long time since you have spoken in tongues. It's been a long time since you have prayed through. It's been a long time since you have rekindled the fire in your life. You, I'm not saying you're living in sin. I'm not saying you have any wrong in your life. It's just been a long time since you've been refreshed and refilled and renewed. 
This second appeal this morning is for you. If it's been a long time today, you need to come rekindle the fire. I'm opening these altars this way. I know it's real hard for us to step out and say, yep, that's me. I know it's difficult, but we're going to make it as easy as possible because I'm going to call everybody together here in just a moment. If you're in the house today and you need anything from the Lord and you know that it's going to come when you get the fire burning red hot in your life, I appeal to you this morning. Now, without thinking twice about it, I'm going to pray. And when I pray this morning, I, when, I, when we conclude praying, I'm going to call for you. And when I do, I want you to step out from where you are, rush to the front of this room. We're going to throw our hands in the air and we're going to receive what God has for us this morning. Right now, lift up your hands where you are in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray against all fear and doubt. I pray right now, Lord, that any person that is dealing, Lord, with fear, I pray, Lord, that you give them the courage to respond to the preach word of God. I pray right now by the power and authority of the word of God that you release them to receive what you have in store for them and for their future. Lord, let them burn with passion. Let them burn with the fire of the Holy Ghost like never before. In the name of the Lord. Now, I want you to respond. Some are already responding. Come on, let's fill up the front of this room. Let's receive what God has for us. Receive what God has for us today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want some of our elders, some of our ministers. Why don't you find somebody to come lay hands on this morning? Why don't you come lay hands on some of these that are here today? God wants to refresh, renew, and restore. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Find somebody to pray with. Till it overflows.